Hey guys, how great does it to have football back? Um, Martin here from BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Obviously, I'm going to be talking about the start of the new football season, uh, which just kicked off. Um, like I say, so great to have the football back. Obviously, I don't know about anyone else who's listening here or watching this. Obviously, personally, I love having it back. Um, the summer feels long. Well, this year it didn't feel as long uh, for some reason. I'm not sure why. Um, but yeah. Obviously, football trading has been a big subject this week. Um, nothing like the thrill, obviously, of waiting for your team to score. On the first weekend, sadly, my team didn't score Norwich, so uh, they're actually 4-0 down at half time. But I think the season really, for me, started this past weekend uh, when we played Newcastle and uh, won quite easily. So that was a good result, obviously, for me. Um, but yeah, the week before, we, we try and forget about the opening night of the Premier League season this year. Obviously, the big topic has been VAR, and uh, obviously... It's all we're hearing about, really, at the moment, isn't it? In the media, uh, after games, anything, any kind of analysis that seems to be going on seems to be about VAR. So today I'm going to talk about how VAR has affected football trading um, on the Betfair Exchange. Because obviously we know a lot about VAR. We're going to hear it talked about all season because it's just been introduced. Um, but the important thing for us isn't really the fact that technology is in football. It's more a case of how does that affect us as traders? Um, because we have to be aware of any changes in the environment of trading uh, when we're going to trade football. So that's obviously the big topic for this week. Um, and I'm going to look at that side of it, like I said. Uh, but yeah, obviously it's been kind of rocked, would you say rocked, maybe maybe that's too strong a word, but it feels like VAR has rocked the football world since being introduced uh, to the Premier League, so much so that when I listened to Talk Sport last Monday, and actually this Monday as well, it's all they talked about, literally, for the whole, pretty much the whole day, and then I switched on again last night, actually, and they were still talking about it, um, especially with that Tottenham Man City game and the handball, obviously, there. Um, so why is VAR so controversial? Um, and it seems to me that from what people are saying, the pundits, uh, I think Danny Murphy's come up with this recently. Um, I can't remember the guy. On talk, I think Adrian Durham maybe was saying on TalkSport. Uh, but it seems to boil down to one main complaint, uh, and that is the fan experience. So all I've been hearing is that fans are losing out because they can't celebrate goals anymore. Um, now, I don't really necessarily agree with this, and I'll tell you why. Because when Norris scored three goals on Saturday, I sure as hell celebrated as loud as I ever have uh, when we've scored goals. So I don't know if I really buy into that fans don't celebrate anymore. Um, look at other sports where VAR has been in, uh, introduced, like cricket's a good example. Now, we celebrate the decisions still in cricket. So when England get a wicket, I'm always celebrating um, and then obviously we still wait for the confirmation and then we can cheer again. I mean, it's almost like you get a double cheer and I get that maybe you're going to have a little bit more of a doubt in the back of your mind. But from what I've seen, people are still celebrating just as much as they ever were. Um, so I'm not sure I really buy into that. Like I say, for me, it doesn't really feel any different. Um, and I always think I've always had a little bit of a hesitation about celebrating. So as much as I celebrate, I've always got one eye on the referee, the linesman, 
just to make sure that no flag has gone up, that the goal hasn't been disallowed for some reason we don't know. Um, and that's always been there in football. So this idea that this is totally a new thing, and, and it used to be once the ball was in the back of the net, you could celebrate and that was the end of it. Not actually true. But I've not heard anyone mention that yet. So I thought that was actually a good point worth raising. Um, now, of course, I know there's going to be more of a doubt than there was because the issue you have got is that sometimes you happen to wait a while to know that VAR is looking at it. Um, and I think they could polish that and make that quicker. And I think they will uh, eventually because it does seem like they're on the right tracks with VAR as it's going along. Um, I don't know if anyone can remember when it was first introduced in the Russia, not the World Cup, but actually the Confederations Cup. It was an absolute disaster. Um, so... It has actually improved quite a lot, as much as I know people still want a lot doing with it. Um, but yeah, like I say, all this furor about VAR in the Premier League, um, we seem to have forgotten that we've always had this issue of goals being disallowed, and that's just the nature of the sport. And the second thing I've noticed, but funny enough, pundits have kind of come round to this a bit in the past week, but the thing I really that uh, stood out to me massively last week was that pundits were getting upset about VAR when really what they're upset about is the rules of the game. So what the biggest complaint about VAR has been is, uh, aside from, say, offsides being like a centimetre offside, the biggest complaint obviously is this new handball rule where if, the hand, if it hits your hand in the box, um, it's, you can't score a goal from it, even if it's accidental. And then the law that seems to exist in, in Europe and FIFA, where if it hits a defender's hand in the box, it's a penalty, um, which doesn't, which the Premier League's actually gone against. So, which is weird, because now we're going to have two different sets of rules, one in Europe, one in one in the Premier League. Um, and I do agree with the league's version of the rule, although why is accidental handball handball for the attacking team but not the defensive team? doesn't make any sense. But obviously, if you've been uh, hearing about that, you've probably heard that to death uh, be argued. Um, but it's interesting. A lot of people are mistaking being upset with VAR of actually just being upset with this new uh, law that they've brought in. So if you actually look at VAR itself, most, if not all, of the decisions so far have been correct to the letter of the law. Um, and surely that is what we want as fans. Of course, some of the rules are done, uh, but that's not on VAR. Now, the one I will pull up from the weekend is where Man City uh, were having a corner. A ball came into the box. I can't remember who it was. But someone got wrestled to the floor. Blatant. But that wasn't given. Now, it was looked at. Again, not VAR's fault because that's been looked at. But it's whoever the guy who's looked at it who's gone, oh, it's not a foul. And the rules have always been very lenient to defend us in this situation. You know, you can go back years and years and years. Um, you know, I particularly remember uh, Chelsea playing was it Barcelona. And it was crazy where any time Chelsea got a corner, Drogba was being literally manhandled to the point where what could he do? He wasn't going to score a goal. And the refs just turned a blind eye. And they've turned a blind eye for years and years. Okay, now they have started giving penalties occasionally. But even so, it, it, they don't give them that often. Um, so, yeah, again, some of these rules do need looking at. But, again, for me, it's not particularly on VAR. So I want to get back to my original point. Do football fans enjoy football any less now? Um, this is the argument I keep hearing. 
you know, it takes something away from the fans. So I'll ask you, do you not enjoy football anymore? Really? Um, you know, for me, it, it has pretty much zero difference. Uh, I still get just as excited as they ever have. When Norwich, uh, when Pukki got the hat-trick for Norwich at the weekend, I was going nuts. Uh, I feel a bit sorry for my neighbours with <laughs> some of the noise I was making. So if they're watching or listening to this, I do apologise. Um, but yeah, you know, what can I do? I get excited about these things. Um, take other sports as the yardstick. I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but look at cricket, tennis and NFL. Three big sports that uh, obviously technology is a big part of now that where it wasn't before. Um, do you enjoy those sports any less? For me, no. I enjoy those sports just as much as I ever have. Any way of interest is, is not down to the technology in the sport, but rather maybe maybe someone just getting less interest in the sport. I just find it hard to believe that anyone will be less interested in football now. Um, and in fact, for a lot of people, it's actually quite interesting doing this stuff. So again, uh, that's just obviously my point of view. I'd be interested to know what you think. So obviously, if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please comment and tell me uh, what your opinion is on that. So anyway, let's get down to the trading side of things, because of course, this is why we're here. We're we're Betfair traders. You know, we trade on the exchange. We want to know how VAR impacts our trading. Um, so first, I'm going to talk about Ryan's split stake strategy. Now, if you're a member of the site, if you, if you don't know the site, obviously, BetfairTradingCommunity.com. Um, but if you're a member of the site, obviously, you get sent our daily email with our daily selections that come from our football software. Um, so we send out these, and one of those strategies that we send out every day is Ryan's split stake strategy. And I just wanted to highlight this this week because it's been on a really good run. Um, the strategy picks out games where we expect goals later on in games, and we also expect quite a few goals. So the idea is if it's nil-nil at 30 minutes, we back over 1.5 goals. And the reason for this, obviously, is you get much better on than you would at, at the start of the game. Now, I like the over 1.5 goals market, but the problem is that at the start of the game, you know, you're sometimes looking at, if you backed it, you're looking at odds of, say, 1.2, something like that. But often, when it gets to 30 minutes, you're starting to get to 1.5, closer to even, sometimes, you know, on the games where people aren't expecting as many goals, or the market isn't at least, you could get close to 1.8, something like that. So, again, this can be a really good strategy. Um, we put half our stake on at 30 minutes and half at 50 minutes, if there's not a goal in between. Whenever there's a goal, you can just take the profit or you can let it run. And we're actually seeing that there's not a lot of difference between taking the profit and letting it run. So it's entirely up to you and your trading strategy. Obviously, we generally like to trade out things here as we are a trading uh, community at BetfairTradingCommunity.com. But the good thing with this is you're winning 75% of your trades at the moment. Um, and even if you let them run, you're still winning 71% of the time. So again, looking at that, even if you're not getting... Uh, particularly big odds to so say you get 1.5, 71% rate is going to make you profit and a decent one at that uh, going through all the games. So really good little strategy. It's actually on a win streak of nine at the moment. So nine games that have both been traded for a profit or a profit if you'd let it run. Um, so yeah, like I say, if you're a member of BetfairTrainingCommunity.com, we send out these emails, these daily picks every day. And we also send out horse layers. You might have seen that video. If you haven't, go and watch that as well or listen to it. And uh, yeah, just advice being shared there every day. So anyway, 
let's get on to VAR affecting the football trading on Betfair. So it's still early days and it's hard to make any real conclusions. Um, but obviously we have seen an effect of VAR on trading. The main difference seems to be with goals more than anything else. Um, so although they're checking a bit more for red cards, I don't think it's particularly rocketed the red card rate in games, or at least from what I've seen it hasn't. Um, so what are we seeing? What is different? Well, for me, there's two clear patterns so far. Number one, most goals, um, more goals, sorry, not most goals, more goals being disallowed. Um, so I think we can agree on this. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of doubt here. Um, and I expect this pattern to continue because what's happening is after every goal is being checked and double checked as to did it hit a hand? Was there a foul in the lead up to play? Was there an offside in the lead? You know, sometimes these offsides that are quite far uh, removed from the goal get flagged up, as you remember with Man City uh, last year against Tottenham. Um, so as everything is being reviewed by VAR uh, in the Premier League, we're definitely going to see more goals disallowed than normal. And the second thing, uh, which hasn't struck so much recently, but has definitely been a trend, is I think more penalties are being given, right? Now, okay, there were two really bad ones at the weekend that should have been given, that somehow VAR didn't give. Um, but I think the most common pattern of change has been this. Do you remember, obviously, the Russia World Cup in 2018, the year after uh, the Confederations Cup? It seemed like we had a penalty nearly every game on average. Um, so, yeah, you've, you've got to be aware of these things. Um, so how can we adapt our trading? Well, we might not need to change too much at this stage, as if you notice, the two patterns actually counteract each other. So on the one side, obviously, you've got more goals being disallowed, less goals, right? Less goals. But then on the other side, you've got more penalties being given. More goals, huge chance of scoring for a penalty, obviously. So in a way, it's kind of balancing itself out at the moment. Um, so there should still be a similar amount of goals in games. And obviously, we can look at this in the future and see, right, is that the case? Um, I would, however, have some concerns about backing under score lines, um, at least until we can be sure that there aren't going to be like this penalty a game average kind of thing that I do have a bit of a fear about and that the amount of penalties being given a game just becomes, you know, ridiculous. Um, so let's keep an eye on that and let's check back in a few weeks. But what my thing at the moment is I don't think you need to change a ton. I think you need to look at the results, keep studying your strategy as we always do anyway. Um, like the great thing, again, like talking about Ryan's split stake and all our football strategies that we send out in the daily email, obviously it's all recorded in a spreadsheet, so we can which is all shared with the members. So we can all have a look at that and go, right, okay, this seems to be a pattern here. Uh, maybe this this does need to be got rid of. Um, but yeah, obviously, when you're at Betfair Trading Community, you know that one thing we're doing is we're always trying to improve our service. Um, so I thought, to so just to finish off here, I'm going to talk about a couple of things that we're actually doing to improve the service, uh, which we're really excited about. At the moment, we're rewriting our statistics software. So if you're a member again, obviously you get access to our stats software and our filters. Uh, and you can create your own. This is a brilliant thing. You can create your own football filter. And what it does is it means that you get your selections basically shown each day on our stats software without you having to do anything, without you having to do any extra research to get the picks. 
And then obviously once you've got the picture, you can do some more research if you want. But it saves so much time, money and effort. Uh, it really is brilliant. Now obviously we've had loads of people love that. We wanted we want to make that even easier for people, so we're rewriting it, we're really getting it to be even more spot on than it already has. Um, we're actually also in uh, communication one of the big betting bot providers to see if there's some kind of partnership uh, we can do and make your trading even easier with more automated trading. Uh, so yeah, obviously there's been a huge push towards automated trading recently. We've noticed that on our community, on our forum. So we actually have a forum again for members where members will chat and we've been talking about, and if you're on there, you'll know, uh, you'll probably know which company it is that we're talking about here. Um, but yeah, like I say, that we're trying to see, is there something we can do there? Because we're such big fans of the automated stuff. We want to save you time. We know we've had so many people come to us and say, I want to be a pro trader, uh, you know, and your advice has helped me so much. But the problem is I don't have time to implement it. Well, this is where a trading bot can come in handy. If you don't know what a trading bot is, basically it will place your bets for you, trade out for you. Once you have the, it set up with the right instructions, it can do that every time for your strategy, etc., etc. And then all it becomes a case of then is putting inputting the games that you want it to uh, trade for you each day. And again, saving so much time, uh, effort, and, and I think money in the long run because even though the bots do cost, uh, I think maybe 100 a year or something, I, I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, the brilliant thing is that you're not having to worry about emotion. Because I think emotion is one thing that, that hurts people a lot in training. They get too emotional, don't know when to get in and out. They let their emotions take over. They don't stick to their plan. Great thing with a bot is it will stick to your plan. Um, so, yeah, like I say, the future is looking exciting. We're definitely looking to get something like this going. Um, as you know, obviously, we're always developing new strategies and systems for football trading so we can continue to be the best education service uh, for traders looking to make a full-time living from the Betfair Exchange. And that's essentially what we are, um, and that's what we'll always see ourselves as. We're almost like the university of Betfair trading, and we want to keep working with you guys, keep improving the service. If there's anything you want us to do, just pop us a message, uh, either email us, info at betfairtradingcommunity.com. If you're watching on YouTube, obviously, uh, just put it in the comments there. Um, or if you're a member already, obviously, you've got the forum. You can speak directly to us on the, on the chat or on the trading mega thread questions. Um, and obviously, we'll get back to you as soon as we can. So, yeah, thanks for watching this, guys. I hope you got something from it. And obviously, we'll be back next week with our next one.